Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. Christmas break continues. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George, we're going to take you on a journey tonight. We're going to start with Home Alone. We're going to talk about Deadly Games, Dial Code Santa Claus. And we're also going to talk about a third movie that I haven't told you anything about yet. Are you excited Hmm. to learn the um, hidden background of Home Alone? Let's give it a shot. You you like Home Alone, right? Hmm? You like Home Alone, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, I've been watching that since I was five. Yes. Yeah. So this is our Home Alone episode with a trickle of deadly yeah well, i mean like obviously games. like dan's gonna go through his his <laughs> normal you know like yeah you know this movie that you love isn't it great it's all stolen <laughs> <laughs> it's stolen from the french <laughs> just like we stole croissants croissants <laughs> and menage a trois. I can't think uh, of any other yeah, French things. Yeah, French fries. <laughs> That's literally the only French things we care about. French dressing. <laughs> yeah, French dressing. French fries. <laughs> and for dessert, Peru. <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference to Better Off Dead. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about Home Alone a, qu- a little bit here, and then we'll talk about Deadly Games. Now, Chris. I don't know if you're aware of this, George and Travis, but... Deadly Games is hitting like a renaissance this year that it's never had before. It got released on Blu-ray and 4K last year by Vinegar Syndrome. And it kind of languished outside of people that follow that company. But this year it's on Shudder. Local Mm. theaters are showing it. Uh, It's like it's making the rounds and people are starting to realize like, oh my goodness. This movie's actually kind of cool for being so crazy. In Kansas City, folks, uh, it'll play Friday the 17th of December at uh, Screenland Armor. So hmm. if you want to watch it on the big screen and you don't want to watch it streaming, it's going to be on the big screen this Friday. Hmm. Not going to be in Philly. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's playing somewhere if you dig around a little bit. Probably, probably. So, George, tell us about your relationship with Home Alone. You said you've been watching it since you were five. Yes. Now, did you do your homework? Did you watch it yesterday just to refresh? Uh, kind of. Mm. Um, I watched like the first fifteen minutes of it, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> and that's, then that's the work so ethic we know and love. Go yeah. on. Later, later <laughs> on, uh, earlier tonight, before I watched, uh, Deadly Games, he watched the last fifteen I, minutes. No, I I watched the rest of it. Oh, nice. Okay. So I did watch the whole movie, just not on the schedule I had planned. Right. Right. Fair. Fair. Um, now, do you show it to your kid? Does she get to watch Home Alone? <laughs> I I wanted to, um, but my uh, my, wife, my wife didn't think <laughs> it was appropriate for our five year old. Right. Yet. Well, to each their own, you know. Yes. I can personally. I can't wait for her to yeah. be ready, for my daughter to be ready, uh, to watch it because I. I it's loved it. Just one of those movies. It, yeah, it's it's nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have nostalgia with many things, right? Movie related, uh, but with that, I with that movie, I do a bit. No, it's understandable. As do I. I mean, I did when I was watching it. I did realize that, like, oh my gosh! Like in the beginning, they talk to each other like all the siblings talk to each yeah. other like crap. Yeah, like, it's like real life. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess on some families. Come to but my like, house. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. No, I do not want my kid to be talking like that. Right. But, um, and also like, just, yeah, just like crass things. Yeah. It's dated. But, uh, but no, like the last, you know, the last half an hour, like all the hijinks and slapstickiness. It's kind of like Back to the fine, Future where you just have to watch it with the kid and know when to hit, like jump forward. Yeah. Like when we were watching Back to the Future and I paused it and I went to Jen, I'm like, all right, how do I explain date rape to my child? <laughs> right. <laughs> because exactly. this is about to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we just decided, okay, or like terrorists like the libyans like all these different things it's <laughs> yeah. like it's so part of the movie and skipping it is okay uh but you know this kind of that kind of movie home alone you might want to skip the beginning same with uncle buck like a lot of those movies in the 80s the kids were mouthy yeah and if you're a good parent it doesn't matter because your kid knows not to talk that way but which you are yeah so. which yeah i'm like i don't, I don't see you most know. of it goes over their head anyway yeah, all the really bad stuff goes over yeah, their head. Like, like when I, he's like when he's like he opens the Playboy magazine. Yeah, and like okay, my five year old can't even read the word Playboy yet. Right, and it doesn't say it doesn't show anything. He just he just says not a lick of clothing on anybody. It's terrible, and he throws yeah. it. And but it's there's like, like episodes of like cartoons where the the character will pick up a magazine and tilt it, and then the yes. inner page will fall out, and you know what they're looking at. Exactly. But the kid has no idea. Yeah, the kid has right. no idea. Yeah, it would go totally over Like, her. we watched Ghostbusters with all four of my kids, and there were some parts where I was like, especially in the beginning, the character development when with Venkman and how he's basically just a, a scientist to get chicks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he does a few things. He says a few, like a... Dan Aykroyd gets a a a, a blowjob from yeah the from ghost, ghost. beach is <laughs> really <ghost> questionable. <laughs> so it's like those kind of things you know they're coming and you just got to kind of jump forward and like hit the fast forward real quick. Yeah, they're gonna ask you why you did that and you say ah well you know it was skipping or whatever. like I always just say something. I'll like, just say maybe when you're six. Maybe when you're six. Maybe when you're seven. Or start it on chapter two or three. Like yeah, before all that after all that chaos. You get Kevin, and it's a fine movie. Yeah, especially when he's just like, you know, outsmarting yeah. the you know the burglars. Like he's, you know, basically uh, the whole sequence, the whole last half hour sequence right. is is great. But the stuff with his brother in the beginning, like they are, they're shitty to each other. All yeah. of them are. Everyone but is, but that's kind, kind of the of point. Tells a story, you know. I, I mean, he has to have a good reason to How wish his forgotten. family was gone. Right, you know. Um, and he has to, yeah, I mean, that that's all there is to it. He has to, you know, feel, and, feel like a, you know, like he's in the way, like he's, like he doesn't belong or, he, right. you know, he, that he's not, you know. And it's been done cleanly too. Like if you watch Cheaper by the Dozen or, you know, uh, what's the, the other one that was, uh, the Seventh Heaven TV show, like they show siblings fighting, but it never gets to that point like it is in right. Alone. So I can understand that. You know, my my daughter's four. She won't watch that stuff yet. But my my boys were like six or seven. When we'll, we get we, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I did enjoy it. It was a trip down memory lane for me. Now, George, you mentioned the parents are out of the. Co- Where did the parents go in Home Alone? Oh, uh, they went to France. Hmm. France. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I can I say that uh, watching it this week. I forgot how attractive Catherine O'Hara used to be. Okay, the 
<laughs> like she's she's she was pretty in that movie. Now she's a little bit uh, of a parody of herself. She's kind of a cartoon character, but that movie, and I remember her in Beetlejuice, which is around the same time. She looked weird in Beetlejuice, but in this movie, she was not. She was playing a straight character. She is wasn't she, playing. Is she the ball. mom? She's the mom. Okay. Usually, she's playing like an over-the-top character, so she mm-hmm. a lot of facial expressions, a lot of you know goofy hair, this and that. But in this movie, she kind of was the straight, straight humor, I guess. Like the there wasn't anything wacky about her. Yeah, I don't think she was funny very very much at all. I mean, she had a couple of funny moments, like with John Candy and stuff. But it's like, oh, is that Gus? Yeah, the uh, the polka guy. Polka, polka, polka. Polka. John Candy. Is, when I saw him show John up, John Candy's our friend, right? When I yeah. when I saw John Candy show up on the screen, I didn't know his name, but I knew his face, and I was like, I should know that guy. Yes, I recognize that guy. That's a funny guy. By the time this movie came out, you probably should have seen him in about ten things. I'm sure that plus I have SCC seen. Guys. I mean, obviously, yeah. I know his face. I know he's been in stuff that I've seen. He's an icon. I'm, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Bill Murray. I know just the movie we'll need to watch next Thanksgiving, if you know what I mean. Yes, I was going to suggest it for this Thanksgiving, but we ran out of time. Damn it, James Cameron and your true lies. <laughs> I forgot the fucking keys for my fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Like my favorite. So, George, when you're looking at Home Alone, now, are you as familiar with Home Alone 2? I didn't make you watch both this week because it's a lot of work, I know, to sit there mm. and watch movies without falling asleep. Home Alone 2. They go to New York. I Yeah, I'm aware it, of that because only because when Home Alone ended, it's worth it. On Disney Plus reason. that I was watching it on, it was like my next suggestion was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that one too. But I, I don't really remember it, Lost in New York as much. It's only worth it for one thing. The so. meme that came out of it? No. <laughs> no. Because that's a funny meme. Tim Curry. Oh, Tim Curry's Tim Curry's the reason to watch the movie. It's oh. basically a rehash of the original, but yeah, bump, bustling city. Although the 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 old lady, the pigeon woman, is kind of a cool little story, feel good story. I don't see. I don't remember it at all. I guess she's kind of like the shovel character in the yes. first one. Yes. Yeah. But you know what's funny about the shovel character? When I was watching it as a kid, some of the scenes didn't hit me like they hit me now as an adult. Mm-hmm. And in the church, when he's there to see his granddaughter, I guess when I was a kid, I was like, "This, you know, this scene is boring. Mm-hmm. Like, what is what is going on here? Like, I just it just character totally building. totally didn't remember it. Right. I thought the way the movie went in my mind was that the dude with the shovel is scary, and then. That w- he becomes not scary at the very end, right? When he uses his shovel to take care of Marv, bash the two robbers. Right. The the whole scene in the church where they like connect totally didn't register in mm-hmm. my brain. Didn't remember it at all. Yeah, it wasn't written for you. No. Yeah. It was written for thirty three year old me. Right. It hits hard, man. Especially the first time after it's been a while since you've watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was kind of beautiful, man. And it makes that hug at the end a lot more special. It was heartwarming. And what's funny is there's a conspiracy theory online where they're saying that the old man is Kevin from the future. And he doesn't doesn't have a relationship with his kid because of whatever. I I didn't even bother like listening because it's nowhere near as good as the Wendy theory. No, yeah, I was thinking (laughs) the Wendy theory. But it was it was interesting to I there was like ten or fifteen conspiracy theories around this movie. 
and that was just one of many gems. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to I'd like to dive uh deeper into that for sure. Uh, the best one was uh Marv and uh Harry are his guardian angels. And that's why they don't get destroyed by all the shit that he does to them cuz they're kind of just kind of trying to teach him about his wishing his family away. Mm. Almost like a Christmas past ghost. I don't like that one as yeah. much. It was interesting cuz it does explain why they are able to basically live the life of Daffy Duck for an hour and a half. Yeah, I like the other one better. Two things you should check out when you have some free time, uh, George uh, and Travis, if you haven't seen these yet. One of them is Home Alone with Blood. Oh. This guy that does like visual effects. I don't know if he does it professionally and just goofed around with these or if he does it on the side, but basically he recuts a lot of the traps to mm. where they actually kill mm-hmm. Marv or Harry like first go. You know, oh, wow. that's fantastic. And Marvel. they're they're gritty. Like they nice. you do not show those to the kids. They are it's like real... watching Saw. Saw with <laughs> yeah. Kevin, Kevin. There's a definite McAllister. like horror movie <laughs> or, vibe. They are amazing. Or it's or it's like watching Deadly Games. Or it's or, like watching yeah. Deadly Games, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> other, there's one where uh, like an ER physician broke down how many times each guy died. You know, so it's like, well, you'd need 11 Marvs and seven Harrys to be able to get through this movie. (laughs) Yeah. So those are fun. If you really want to, you know, warp your children. Uh, I forgot I'd shown my kids that that video with the doctor because this year they're like, now, doesn't Harry die like 11 times? And my other kid's like, no, it's Marv that dies 11 times. (laughs) Marv dies a lot more. Oops. (laughs) And yet we all still wince at the nail on the floor. The nail, yes. <sighs> and the spider scene, which I found out when he screams, he's not screaming when they put the spider on his face. He does that in post. Oh, that's probably smart. The sound? That might yeah, freak when the he screams, out. he makes the face because he didn't want to freak the spider out when it was sitting on his face. So. Yeah, because those spiders can actually, like, I mean, they can't like really hurt you, but like, eh, I hurt. think... A bite no, on no, the face No, no, hurt. no, I don't think they bite. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody out there in the ether that knows about tarantulas is going to correct me, and that's fine. I want to know. But it's my understanding that, like, don't they, like, when they get scared or startled, don't they just, like, stick you with their butt hairs? <laughs> they fling, they fling, <laughs> they fling their, their body hair. Like, yes. Yeah. And the body hair gets, it's like kind of like porcupiney little body right. hair. They'll or only bite you if they, if they're pressed up against you and they're stuck. They'll bite you. Okay. Although sometimes, but, but they, a scream. Would definitely maybe Freak startle the spider, Possibly. and you'd end up with spider scream like that. spider butt hair on your nose. Yeah, probably. Yeah, in all likelihood. So that makes it even funnier because that's like one of my favorite. That and when he gets electrocuted, but the the spider on the face scream is pretty. No, it's epic. very very good. It's epic. When does he get electrocuted? In the basement. That's in two. Oh, is that in two? Yeah. Okay. Well, it all runs together, hilarious. right? That's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good that's, gag. That's probably you know they say the sequel always takes it to the next level, and it's either really campy <laughs> or it's yeah. actually better. That that like he literally becomes that's a, a skeleton one. when he gets electrocuted. <laughs> it's so good. obnoxiously like Looney Tunes, but yeah. it's 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 worth it's worth the watch. It balances out the bricks to the face, which are yeah. just gratuitously violent, even in the non-blood <laughs> version. But they don't beat the the paint cans. The bricks are good, but the paint cans are best. Ooh. In the first one. Wonder where those paint cans came from. That's an interesting question. 
Hmm. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Any idea why a family <laughs> called the McAllisters, of all places to go in the entire world, would go to France? I just, the mind puzzles, right? Well, see, the writer had just gotten back from France. Oh. And so that's why he decided to send them there. Well, one of the theories is that Mr. McAllister is actually in organized crime. Mm. That's why he can afford that house and 12 kids and going to France for but vacation. But shouldn't they go to... <laughs> Shouldn't they be going to uh, to Italy? I don't know. Shouldn't they be going to... Well, they didn't to, say uh, mafia. They just said organized crime okay. in general. Like, we don't know what that is. He does get a little squirmy when the cop shows up. Well, when Harry shows up. Uh, he says some things that you normally wouldn't say to a cop. Like what? What was the one line that was just kind of weird? Kind of made it look like... Uh, I'd have to go back. But it was, a, it was a line, like, it was almost like he was trying to... Almost like when... Uh, Buffalo Bill says, "Are you any closer to cancer?" No, like, yeah, it was like yeah. almost like a, uh, I got to throw this guy off kind of thing. Mm. It was the kind of line where you, it's a little questionable. Yeah, I like conspiracy theory, Travis. It's, this is one of my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one has a lot of them. Apparently, Elvis is in this movie too. <laughs> oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah. Finally, something I can believe without any kind of question. <laughs> in, in, if you watch, well, it's been it's been debunked, but in the airport scene where, uh, when uh, Mrs. McAllister, <laughs> it's, it's been debunked, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway because it's it, it's fun. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. When she's in line and she's trying to buy her plane ticket, mm-hmm. and Polka, uh, what's Gus. His name? Gus is behind yeah. her. To her left is a bearded extra, and if you look at him. He looks like 41-year-old Elvis, maybe 45-year-old mm. Elvis with a beard. Okay. It's already come out that the actor's name, that's, and he does kind of look like Elvis. Okay. But it's not him. But if you were watching it, you could picture, like, women who still have not gotten over him dying in in Yeah, when they watch this movie and they go, holy sh- They're like, oh, my God, it's Elvis. Elvis yeah. is in Home Alone. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, speaking of John Candy and deceased musicians, I hear that if you look closely enough, you can see Tupac in Nothing But Trouble. Really? But well, he's, he's actually he's actually in Nothing... He's part of Digital Underground at that point. So yeah, Tupac yeah. is in in that movie, legitimately. Don't watch that, that movie. Was, that was before his, I love that movie. So bad. <laughs> but for it, it is bad. But it's, it's, it's a good Dan Aykroyd movie. And it's got Demi Moore in it. And it's got a great video. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Digital Underground is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my wheelhouse. There you go. I used to do Humpty Hump all the time. That's my karaoke jam. Well, then you get oh, older, doing. you know, yeah. and it's just not as fun as it used to be. <laughs> Although I, I still do that song for karaoke, so it's still that fun. Oh, the song. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Good song. <laughs> bad, bad movie. <laughs> Jeez, My favorite karaoke is Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Oh, Can you God. even do that song publicly anymore? <laughs> I have. Okay, nice. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Ain't been canceled yet. Oh, by the way, big shout out to Rich Rockabaldo who yes. basically called us to Mr. do this movie. Mr. Rockabaldo. He's like, you have to do Home Alone. And Dan shot him a uh, Robert Redford. I see you. <laughs> I, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. He timed it well. He did. he did. So this one's going out to The Rock, Richie Rock. So Long there's a lot of 
home alone that we're going to discuss as we go forward is there any closing thoughts george upon revisiting it now that you've got 69 70 75 movies under your belt newer than the last time you saw home alone have you seen anything in that movie that you're like oh i never caught that before or is it still just like nah, it's the same movie i watched as a kid well you mentioned the one thing well the, the one thing yeah but that's just yeah. being older that's just age yeah. yeah but that's that's character development that i didn't catch right. as a kid so and so yeah i mean like character characters are important for a show that or for a movie that needs to be interesting to adults as well as kids right so um yeah the the characters were more involved than i thought they were when i was a kid overall i think i had a really a really good um foundation for this movie like i had a pretty good understanding of this movie right so not much else i don't think really changed this is the kind of movie that you should watch uh one of those YouTube Easter egg videos. Yeah. And they point out a lot of, like, I, there was stuff that watching it recently, I noticed, like, the way Chris Columbus basically in the filming of this movie shows you, like, some people are like, how did that happen? How did that happen? How did they leave their child? Blah, blah, blah. But when you watch the movie, it shows you the spilling of the soda onto the passports or the uh, the, the boarding, mm-hmm. boarding passes. It was when milk, the father yes. threw, throws away the napkins, the one boarding pass he throws away has Kevin written on it. Yep. Uh you know, the the counting the head count, the way they do it, you can tell that this kid looks I, like Kevin. Like they, I did notice the passport this time as an adult. Mm-hmm. I didn't as a kid because I didn't know what a passport was. The counting of the heads I, from when I was a kid, I thought that was a cool way to, for them to forget a kid. Right. Because I, shit, there were six kids in my family who were counting heads all the mm-hmm. time. It made sense to me that the neighbor's kid would stand in for one of your kids and you could totally yeah. forget that you don't have your kid. Right. Totally. Yeah, because I mean, I, growing up, that was always the thing. How does a mom do that? Oh, but, but when you, and they, sh- <laughs> I don't know, when you have 17 kids. Right. And they're all running. It's kind of easy, actually. Yeah, and we know how frantic. I mean, uh, who hasn't airports are? Who hasn't put their child in timeout and forgotten they were there? Hmm. Who hasn't done that? Yeah, and oversleeping changes things too. Yeah. The other conspiracy theory is the old man, the uncle, mm-hmm. is the reason. Like it was all a part of the plan. Like he was working with the, working with the guys. To make everything happen the way it happened. I don't know. I was watching, I'm like, eh, maybe, I don't know. But I think that's a reach as well. Because he was kind of a douche. You could see why the kids were acting the way they were acting, because the, the, the old man was kind of kind of a douche, too. The old man kind of... Was he an uncle? Yeah, the uncle. Yeah. Frank. Kind of seemed... Uncle Frank. Frank, yeah. Yeah, he kind of seemed like another one of the kids. Yeah. The way he was acting. His character is weird for a reason, and I would like to know why. It's not necessary. They've already yeah. established why he's left behind. They already established that he has a bad relationship with his brothers. And his parents are kind of write him off, and that's why he wishes yeah, they would go away. Yeah, does the uncle even need to be there at yeah. all? Yeah, so he's there for a reason. I'm not really sure why, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not willing to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it's probably just because they needed more kids. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's a 
you know, creepy, creepy older male characters in both of these movies that we're going to talk about tonight that aren't Home Alone. So mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, hey, we got to do creepy guy. Well, let's just make it more bombastic and less like touchy. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be talking about Deadly Games quite a bit. Now, Deadly Games is also known as Dial Code Santa, Game Over, 3615, Good Pierre Noel, uh, Hide and Freak Out or something. There's some, it's got a million names. Uh, but what you'll find is that it's usually called either Dial Code Santa or Deadly Games. It is 1989, so it predates Home Alone, a movie that is essentially designed to be a Rambo parody. Like, what if mm. Richie Rich watched too many Rambo movies mm. and felt like uh, kicking some ass? Yeah. I did not prepare either of you for what you were getting into with this movie. How are y'all mm. hanging on there? Hmm. Well, who wants to go first? How many beers are you uh, into this, George? I'm two beers into this. You're two in already? Yes. Wow. And I might about to be more. But. And Travis, I know that there's no English audio, so you're stuck with subs. How'd right. you do? Did you enjoy it? There's not a ton of dialogue, so it's not like yeah. the most my, uh, intensive. My first note was I got excited <laughs> in the very beginning because the first amount of dialogue was in English. Because when the fan was blowing on the kid and he was in his plane. He yeah, was, he. I guess he was listening to a movie. He was listening was to American like war, movie. war recordings, war or yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is overdubbed. Sweet, I won't have to read anything. <laughs> and then that that went away. But um, uh, honestly, I it it was fine. I did not mind. The only reason I didn't like reading in this movie is because the the people in the movie were doing a lot of things, and I wanted to watch them. The acting so was, is pretty good in this movie. Yeah, it was pissing me off because I, I, was, I, was, I wanted to see what they were doing, but I also wanted to obviously read what they were saying. But I, I kept getting caught up in their faces, and I kept not reading what was going on. That was my only complaint. See, I kept having to write notes in my phone because hmm. that's how I keep track of stuff on like a little note in my phone. And I can't type and look at my screen and read subtitles at the same time. Right. So that was a little annoying, but I got through it. I think this movie sh- is what I expected from road games. Interesting. And that's why, road games. That's why oh, okay. this movie didn't bother me as much because this is what I... Once I got into it, I realized, yes, this is what it should be. That's crazy. Yeah. Because, like, you hated road games. Yeah. But I didn't hate road games. I liked road games. I hated parts of road games. Now there <laughs> were there were parts of this movie that I obviously had issues with. Guys, yeah, there's a music game. video in the middle of this movie and I still don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I was on board at least for the first hour all in. And then once the uh once the traps started happening, that's when I was like, come on. Okay. I I did not like this movie at all. <laughs> there was some, there were some, uh, there were some parts about it that were, they had some redeeming qualities. There was some, there were little things where I, where I thought when I when I saw it, 
was like, ooh, that's good. I like that. Ooh, that's good. I like that. But that happened about a half a dozen times. Mm -hmm. And those things were just little scenes. little far between. Yeah, little things. Um, For the most part, I just, whew, this was brutal to watch for me. I mean, I can I can give you a, a couple of examples, but I, I I don't know. Do you want me to do notes or no? Is your first note this kid's mullet is the craziest mullet I've ever seen? <laughs> I wrote that down. No, I didn't. Well, <laughs> I wrote down that mullet. No, I didn't. I didn't uh, notate anything about the mullet. Did you notate re- anything about the odd Rambo muscle breakdown at the beginning, where he's like working out to get his Rambo muscles up? I mean, he's I yeah, he's obviously and the Rocky music. Yeah, the fake Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, I French the Christmas <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. Yep, dude. Well, Dan, are you looking over my shoulder? <laughs> I think that you and I, Travis, finally connected on a notes. movie that we yeah. didn't expect to. This movie's awesome and crazy. I wrote Rambo Rocky montage. Uh, I wrote the dog walking is right out of the Omen. Yes, yes. I wrote that mullet. <laughs> Then I wrote, Mom is hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't well, you have write a theme anything. going here. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't write anything movie. for a while. And that's because I was really, I was, this was the Santa character that I expected should have been, if you go back to our Silent Night, comma, Deadly Night yeah. episode, I said, give me a Santa that's fucking nuts, and then I'll understand, like, give me the backstory of the guy that kills that woman in the, in the street. That's this. Hi, this is Dan and Post. We're about to get a little spoilery with a movie you've probably not seen. And so this is the time where I'd caution you and say, hey, it's on Shudder. Uh, you can do a free trial if you don't already subscribe to Shudder. Check this movie out and then pick up right here uh, because we're, we're about to get plot heavy. But if you're a wild person, just stick around. We're about to get crazy. Why? This guy, I don't feel, has a proper motivation for doing what he did. He doesn't, but he's... He's still, he's creepy enough to where they establish early enough that he's, like, you're thinking, all right, this guy just wants to play with these kids. And then as soon as he starts playing, they run. And it's like, okay, this guy's obviously got issues, and they know it. They're like cats. They read it. Mm-hmm. And and then, but yeah, they did rush to his motive, which bothered me because getting fired <laughs> is not a reason to go kill some woman's kid. Right. Like, there should have been more to that, although they kind of... And especially after you just slapped a customer. Right. But I think they were they were playing off of the fact that he was talking to him on the computer, and he told him who his mother was. Yeah. Right. So he went and worked for her on purpose to get more information on this kid. So the yep. motive is deeper. Right. It's there, but a better filmmaker and a better script would have hashed that out more. So... I'm being, I'm being less Travis, more lenient when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Because yeah, that was one of my issues. It was it, it escalated quickly. I was like, holy shit, he's he's doing this. But if you think of the creep factor, the pedophile factor, mm-hmm. the child killer factor, and the fact that he was nuts, and he played it well. Like I I liked this guy a lot more than I liked the killer in Road Games. I liked this guy. He had a lot of qualities visually. He was doing a lot of, like, right up to when he, because I wrote, I wrote it down, holy shit. That's all I wrote, holy shit. 
<laughs> that when he killed the dog? That's when he killed the dog. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, holy shit. That's, that was my only, because just mm-hmm. showing him sitting there, the spray painting of the face was, I loved that. Like, there was just a lot of cool things that he could have been more campy, but he wasn't. But then once they got into, after he killed the dog, a lot of the other things, oh, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you like animals, Ooh, this movie is no. not for you, man. Yeah, no. this movie should come with a minor trigger warning for animal violence. <laughs> it, it really should. He I'm stabs the hell kidding. out of that dog. Which... Well, not just that, he's kicking it. When it's biting at his yeah, clothes. it's bad. Yeah. Like that's the moment but, you're like, this isn't a kids movie. This is a grown ups movie. Why is this a grown ups movie? I'm not sure. I don't think the French has regulations. People on staff that make sure you don't hurt animals because that he that dog when it fell into the the trap door onto uh-huh. the net. Yeah. When they zoom in on that dog, that dog's shaking. Yep. So I, I remember Men in Black got in trouble for one thing they did with an animal. I don't think anybody was on set for can this I, movie. <laughs> can I also um the uh the scene uh I believe it's I believe it's after the very underwhelming monologue uh from Thomas over the loudspeakers that mm-hmm. he's installed in his house about how he's going to make Santa scared or something. Right. Right. Kind of shades of this is my house, I have to defend it. This is my house. I have to defend it. And this is it, don't get scared now, and... This is it, don't get scared now. I'm over here, you big horse's ass. Down here, you big horse's ass. Come and get me before I call the police. That kind of verbal taunting really doesn't happen much in the movie, but it does in very specific points of Home Alone. Uh, maybe a relic of some of that interaction in Deadly Games. It was, I think it was right after that where he's, he's about to... He's having basically a small funeral for the dog. Right. right, he carries the dog down to the which didn't make whatever sense. and blah 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 blah. But the dog was sedated so heavily. His tongue was hanging out. His tongue was fucking <laughs> hanging out of his head, and I was like, "Yo, the French know yeah. how to make animals <laughs> act, bro." I was like, "That this dog, yeah, is, there was no rewarding that animal. This for dog his should win an yeah. Oscar yeah. for his performance in this movie. He that dog is dead. method." <laughs> He was, yes, for that, real. That dog was more dead than Annie in Halloween. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh my he God. was done. Oh, man. I had an issue with him carrying it. They should have had him put it on a sheet and drag it because now him, there's... It, having that, that chair leg as a, as a splint <laughs> yeah, was... That was, uh, was weird. It was weird, but it made sense. Like it, To me, I was just like, okay, they need the, this kid's This kid's more badass than I ever was. <laughs> and I'm healthy. Yeah, like he he they have to slow him down somehow. So, yeah. but also there's a conspiracy theory. Oh. If you, I was looking on the internet. Was Wendy there? <laughs> um, that uh, in that scene, uh, when he kills the dog, right. he actually kills the dog. <laughs> it looks in like that it. in that scene. And I'll never when, look at a pie knife the same way again. <laughs> and Holy when, shit! And when Thomas is carrying the dog to his to his grave, um. The dog is actually dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's a conspiracy that I found on the internet. I don't know if it's a conspiracy. It could be true. Yeah. I it watched could... an interview with the director last week when I was doing research for this. And uh, on the Vinegar Syndrome release, it's like an hour and a half interview with this guy. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he talked about how he actually stood in as the double for the dog scene, which, I mean, that's what Argento always does is, you know, 
he'll have people that play the black gloved killer and stuff. But when it comes time for the murder scene, it's always Argento because he knows how he wants it to be blocked. So on this one, he did the dog stab stuff because he knew that if it was the trainer, that the dog wouldn't act like scared. Mm. It would act like it was playing with the trainer. So and what he, you're saying is he really stabbed that fucking dog? <laughs> no, it's a forced perspective look, shot. It's it's that's a miss. What it look like pause Holy it. It's shit. a miss. Thank God, but Whew. it's brutal, man. Uh, and the sound yeah. effect is well. T- I mean, it's for being a quirky movie that I still don't know who the audience, the intended audience is. Uh, mm-hmm. The technical aspects of this movie in general are better than they should be. I, the the other thing that's not really explained, and it it, it reminded me of. Uh, an American Werewolf in London, when we kind of assumed, okay, uh, the woman collects Americana, basically, and she collected David as, like, her be- best piece, yeah, the best yeah, American yeah. piece. This kid, they never really established... He's an American. This child <laughs> is so American, yet he's French, and his mom is uber-French, and she's, like, bourgeois. But I'm thinking to myself... It would have been a cool thing to establish that maybe his dad was an American. Like that his dad was like Jackie Chan? Maybe. Or something. But it just know. would have explained his love for Americana. Because like in his bedroom when they were running around the it house. It was like G.I. Joe. He had a shit ton of like he had Critters, Commando, yeah. Rambo. Like he had all kinds of American shit on his mm-hmm. wall. And then when he goes into his his toy lair, which I wrote down. Oh, <laughs> Narnia? Yeah, Narnia. I wrote down. I can relate to the toy hoard. Like, that. that's what my basement looks like. <laughs> I love how, like, when Travis goes to read his notes, he, like, his, his face gets, like, away from the mic so he can't hear I him. Suck. You can tell when he's reading because his voice Yeah, because like the paper's there. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Right. I'm, but, I'm terrible. I'm not a trained radio person. No, but check it out. Narnia, right? right. He had he had Free- Castle Grayskull and stuff down there. Freezer on one side. Freezer door. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wardrobe. Okay. Right? So maybe that's right out of the book. Dude. Side by side, the uh, Santa Claus mm-hmm. from this movie and Mr. Tumnus. From they, Narnia? I was looking on the internet and there was a conspiracy theory oh, <laughs> that the uh, hmm. Santa Claus in this movie is the same actor that plays Mr. Tumnus in the Narnia movie. Okay. The actor that plays Santa Claus, his performance reminds me a lot of the guy. Uh, who's the guy that played uh, the Precious's guy in Lord of the Rings? I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Schmeagle. Who's the actor uh, that plays him? Because he's yeah, a real good um, actor, but he does a lot of good face work. And I felt like this actor, remi- his performance reminded me of a performance you would see from that guy oh, that shit. was in Lord of the Rings that as a movie guy I'm supposed to know, but I don't like those movies. Well, he plays all the apes, too. He played Kong. He played Yeah, like, and he was in uh, one of the Captain America movies for like two minutes, and they killed him. No, he was in Black and Black uh, Black Panther. Oh, okay. He was in Black Panther for like two minutes, and they killed him, and I was like, what? He was in Age of Roll. We should really Andy pause for a second. Oh, is that his name? It just popped in my head. There you go. I did not look it up. George can confirm. I no, he did up. not. He was not looking at his yeah. phone. If he was, you, you'd be able to tell because his, <laughs> his voice, voice went away. His voice went, right. went away like Suck this and then came back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy Serkis. Uh, his Andy performance, Serkis. Uh, the performance of the, of the guy Friend that played wish, Santa Claus reminded wish. me a lot of Andy Serkis. So if you're into that kind yeah. of stuff, you're on the fence, do I see this movie or not? 
if you want to see Andy Serkis playing a crazed child killing Santa Claus on a mission. It's he not actually, Andy Serkis. Yeah, slow down. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me a lot of the serial killer in Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And with a beard. Yeah, of course. The not but Zodiac, he had that right? same frantic, crazy eyes, but he wasn't overdoing it like the guy in Harry, uh, Dirty Harry. Like he was playing it pretty close to the vest until the very end. When when I that's when I checked that I was like when, okay. at the very end when he was like garbage day. <laughs> no, when he when he's like when he suggested playing hide and seek, and now he was it. I'm yeah, like, wait, what is that? Yeah. I didn't understand that. That was not explained enough. Well, he he just wants to play with the kids. That's the point. Yeah, but. And he's like, I'm you're gonna play with me or I'm gonna kill you. Okay, but he should have said that. <sighs> Maybe it's he on the cutting room that. floor somewhere. Maybe. Because so, it just sounded weird. Because then like we, he yelled that he was cheating. Like See, I it got see, goofy. I kinda I like I won't I, I won't go as far as to say that I liked that. Mm-hmm. But when it turned to that, I understood why. Right. And it wasn't explained explicitly. When it is explained explicitly, it actually is a little bit insulting. I feel yeah, like, no, I agree. like for instance, when they're when they're in the hallway, Thomas and and uh, Santa Claus, Santa. and 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 Santa is moving towards him, and he gets the idea to use the trap door mm-hmm. for that, and it and the you know the the camera goes back to this flashback of of, the dog. of him trapping the dog in the mm-hmm. trap door. And then it happens, and then he does it on Santa. It's like that wasn't necessary. <sighs> that was an insult to my intelligence because right. I, I recognize this hallway. Mm-hmm. It's lined with plants. It's a very specific hallway. It's like his, it's like his Vietnam. Yeah, basically. And as a viewer, you should know that there's a fucking trap door right. in that hallway. Now, and when he uses it, either you are surprised. That oh duh, he's got a trap door, or you're like me and you're like, he's got a trap door, and then he uses it. But I said he's got a trap door, he's gonna use it, and then they showed the dog falling into it, and then they showed right. Santa falling into it, and I'm like, I'm not that stupid. Now guys. I'll give you a movie that I wrote down right when that happened, that does it right. Okay. When you watch the movie Predator. Mm-hmm. And. Schwarzenegger's building, Dutch is building all the traps before he goes after him. Yep. He makes that little cubby and he carves the sticks and he makes that that trap. Later in the movie, towards the end, he's crawling for his life, basically. This predator is beating him down to a pulp mm-hmm. and he's crawling on all fours and then he starts crawling towards that trap. Mm-hmm. They slightly show you when he goes over the stick that he clearly set up as a tripwire. Mm-hmm. Dutch sees that and goes through the trap, and they slightly show the sticks that were carved. Mm-hmm. They don't flash back to when he was carving it. No, they don't do any of that. No, if you caught, you know, if you caught the 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 shaved stick, right? You knew exactly what you was knew coming. what he was doing. And if you didn't catch the shaved stick. Then you were surprised, right? And then they then they pay that off by right. when the predator goes towards him into the trap, he leans in and his hand taps the point he sticks. Yeah, and because he's a smart hunter, he looks at them and realizes what it is, and then goes around. 
Right. So you have a no shit moment because you're like, he built a trap. It ain't going to work. This yeah. thing's smarter than you think. This thing's really, I mean, it's kind of the smartest fucking thing. What's that? The Predator. Well, yeah. It's like, but it's that same exact scene. Like this yeah, movie, no, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. watching this movie, I was like, that's right out of The Predator, which came out in 87. So hmm. they might have <laughs> stolen that from They might have borrowed. Well, the, 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 the whole movie now, is Dan, just. Dan, uh, Dan will find an earlier European version of <laughs> an that. An 86 movie yeah, called Prey. No, th- this one. whole movie. Uh, <laughs> we can watch 1981's Prey if you want to. That's a fun one. Uh, nothing to do with any of these movies, but certainly a good right. time. Uh, the the thing about Deadly Games is it is intentionally aping on American action cinema. So, right, of course it's pulling from Predator, it's pulling from Rambo, yes. it's pulling from all these. If you notice in his room, he's got like a poster for Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two next to Lucio Fulci's yeah. Conquest with a Schwarzenegger yeah. as I think Terminator poster. Like they and they're critters. going for like, a thing. Who the hell has critters on the wall? What like, I don't it, get though, who is this movie for? And right. I think the first time you. I watched this last year, yeah, you, bro. <laughs> the first this, time this I watched it, you. I was just like, this movie is almost useless because I don't know many adults who are going to sit through kind of that stuff you were describing with the trapdoor, where it's like obviously for a kid's benefit, right? Like a lower right. level viewer. But then he fucking stabs a dog. Like this isn't yeah. a kid's movie. Well, it's French. It's they French. They they it's French. Uh, uh, I don't want to say standards, but they might have different way of. I mean. I don't know, but you're right. It's it almost has a Home Alone feel, with a little bit of Texas Chainsaw. It's <laughs> like very it's, strange. Yeah, it's strange for a kid that young, and his parents. We don't know his dad, but his mom seems pretty involved what, what, but uninvolved. What do we know about his dad? We don't know enough. We know that he is no longer there. Is was he a military man? We don't know because I thought I saw dog tags. He had with dog his name. tags. But uh, was the that kid was dad? wearing those. But was it was they it? Were they his, his or were they his dad's? Is yeah, he maybe, that, dad? maybe that's why he's pl- replaying all those war things. In that's his, in his house. That's what I kind of yeah. pulled from it. Like I, I, I figured that's what, dude. I have I have my granddad's dog tags mm-hmm. from when he was in the navy. So like, I don't know. I think that maybe might have that's been... his connection to his dad. Is he's replaying all these war things? Yeah, and maybe his dad was a big Rambo fan. It would be funny if he was like an upside down Roger Waters from the Wall who. Instead of becoming like a pacifist disgusted by war after his father's killed in war, instead he just becomes like the murder kid. Like to me, I was like, I don't know many, what was he, eight? I don't know. Yeah. Eight-year-olds, seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds. Actually, no, the movies are running together. I don't think you know how old he is. But he shouldn't have that Kevin, much. Kevin McAllister was yeah, eight. He shouldn't have that much reference to Rambo. To where mm. he's sharpening his knife and flexing his muscles, which is a little creepy. Yeah. And, you know, the bandana and the face paint from Commando, like all these things that were just so 80s. Yeah. There's something there that they could have really given us almost like Bruce Wayne type flashbacks from Dark Knight or mm. from uh, Batman Begins. Because mm-hmm. when, when he has those flashbacks with his dad, you really learn shit about, uh, I want to say Bruce Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. You learn a lot about Thomas Wayne from those little, you know, why do we fall to pick ourselves up kind of just those little dad moments that Mm would have been really cool in this movie to see why this kid, obviously he's dealing with the trauma of losing his dad and that's why he's or you know, the, uh, the other thing that they might be going for is 
to take like a critical look at the effect of violent media on children and just be like, yeah, this kid, this kid's dad's gone. So in his dad's place, he's got Hollywood and look how he turns out. But he's also kind of a Peter Parker genius. Well, I mean, and he ends up saving the day. So I mean, yeah. Spoiler alert for a movie. He's building shit in his basement that either his mom completely has no idea what he's doing or she's the most supportive person on the planet. Like, he built a lair, basically a bat cave in the basement. <laughs> and he, I don't know, uber smart, this kid. And he plays tabletop, which I'm a big mm. fan of. That's probably He's one of my favorite Mac. scenes of the movie is playing tabletop games with his grandpa. And then the really yeah. cool shot where later on he's framed as the same height as the tabletop pieces. Mm. That was a really cool cinematography moment. And the grandfather, I there kept were... having a Willy Wonka moment. Like, Oh, dude, I made yeah. that note. Yep. Yeah, he... He's got a Grandpa, He's grandpa Joe, Joe vibe. Yeah, Grandpa Joe. He is Grandpa Joe. Yeah. I, and he can't see for it's shit. It's not that bro. bad of a movie. He can't see for say. shit, man. He's like <laughs> No, he couldn't see. He's legally I thought he was gonna blind. shoot his, I thought he was gonna shoot his grandson when it was all blurry like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's the I mean, that's, tension, that's, man. That's, you gotta yes. wonder why it's there, yeah. And I thought at some point they were gonna <laughs> I kept having like vibes of other movies where I'm thinking her boyfriend is involved somehow he did seem he creepy little, but ended up not yeah. just being a red herring yeah. i guess that's, that's he was just, just from french. watching so many movies yeah <laughs> he was just french yeah <laughs> he's just french sorry I was, I, was, I was getting ghost vibes from that guy uh the movie ghost which we probably won't watch on the show yeah Have we might ghost? i mean it's got sexy pottery no. so what's up that's true what's it hey uh george have you ever heard of minitel who the uh, internet service that was before the World Wide Web that they were using. Oh, oh, the whole yeah, basis yeah, yeah, yeah. of the interaction. No, that's no, being. I have not. No, I had not. It's heard of that. It's really interesting, if only because one of the alternate titles of the movie is thirty six fifteen code Père Noel, and the reason it is that is because that was the prefix you would dial to get to different services on Minitel which was an old mm. pre-internet thing. So it's kind of equivalent to like the WWW right. that you put at the beginning of websites now. It's just back then it was 3615 and then whatever you were going to. Uh, part gotcha. of the background uh, interviews with the director, he talked about how his idea for this movie came from trying to buy, I think, flowers for his wife and accidentally ending up on like a porn type situation mm. and yeah, being like, man, sure. kids could be on here looking for something and end up... Well, yeah, they touch on that really fit. Like, just, I was looking at that. I was like, "We, this guy is like in an airport or a library, and he's he's trying to pick up children, right, on the computer." Ooh. I was just like, "Damn, that's creepy." It could be a kinky message board for weirdos. Yeah. That's one of my favorite weirdos, lines in the yeah. movie. <laughs> for weirdos, that crap kid was my ass. Right. Crap my ass. Crap my ass. Oh, crap! I also my said ass. it. I had a John Wick vibe here from this little kid. Yeah. <laughs> when he killed his dog, he lost his fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then less Paul may- violence. George, did that make you sad like it made me sad? Not really. Mm. You're not a Les Paul guy. Was it a real Les Paul? Even? I slowed it down pretty good. It looked like a Gibson headstock, and it looked like he didn't make <laughs> contact. He watched it contact. like the Sabrina film. He's like, <laughs> back and to the left. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I, I went frame by frame because <laughs> I wanted to see films. the distinct... Jackie O's got blood all over her. <laughs> <laughs> She's picking so. up the pieces of Les Paul off the trunk of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the headstock, and it looked like a Gibson headstock, and it also looked like they cut short of any actual contact. 
So it if it was, it looked like a custom. It's so. all CGI. You know what? Even news. though they even though they stopped short of contact, just the force <laughs> of that body going forward, yeah. and then I know, it, I and know. then the actor using the neck to stop that inertia. Hold on, hold on. Definitely snapped the head. Hold on, check, on check, it. please, check, check. <laughs> they gave more care to a fucking guitar than they did that dog. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> guitar because probably costs dog... more money. Oh my god, that dog didn't... Mm. took some shit, man. <laughs> that dog's still I in rehab. I feel bad for that dog. I mean, obviously, this is yeah, the the dog's long dead, but I don't know if if he wasn't, I would want to adopt that dog just to like treat him, him like, like a king, yeah, because he deserves <laughs> that right. for the rest of his life, right. Right. Um, deserves to be treated like a oh, king. Like God, that poor dog. The, just to see him shaking in that trap door, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> no one can see you." Okay? I know, but <laughs> I did that for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's for our YouTube channel, right? So I just did the shake. <laughs> did the shake. I did a shake on the radio. I'm looked, an idiot. He looked like uh, what's his name getting uh, electrocuted in uh, Home Alone too. <laughs> Yeah, I turned into a skeleton. <laughs> Crazy. Holy moly. That was for our... Shoot. That's for our Patreon. <laughs> that we don't yeah. have. Well, yeah. you know, it, it'll be debatable how much of this movie really directly ended up in Home Alone. There's some key points that you can, be, you can point to and be like, oh, okay, that shot is in Home Alone, only it's a pizza truck and not a delivery van. Like, a mm. bunch of little weird shots that you're just like, oh, that, that was a weird shot in Home Alone. I guess that, that might be why that's there. But, dude... Uh, tonally, I think Home Alone is a bit more consistent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit more mainstream yeah. for an American audience. My God, that poor puppy dog. It's kind of the same example as when we talked about Halloween. Like Carpenter took, obviously he denies it, but he took <laughs> inspiration from other films that were not as successful and not as streamlined and not as branding, and he did the three things that they didn't have. Right, and he created, and this kind of movie makes me appreciate Halloween even more, because whoever I didn't even bother to look up who the director of this movie was, Rene Menzur. Okay, well he he had some nuanced moments with the mm-hmm. Santa Claus character. He there was a few really cool shots. There were some perspective cool shots. shots. You know, you can tell his influences. I wouldn't be able to tell you their names, but you can tell he's been influenced because there's, like you said, it's all over the place. There's like, it's almost like uh, road games where that opening scene had all that nuance and all that, you know, artistic photography. And then, then you get vacation. I like road games. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just saying like they, they spent, they blew their load on that front scene where you're like oh this is going to be really artsy and really cool and, and then they don't mm. do it again with this they did the same thing there's like almost like three or four different directors filmed this movie and you can see who is putting in their art eye yeah. their artist eye uh halloween to me is could have been like this it could have been a mess mm. it could have been a a failure but yeah. because they Carpenter knew how to streamline what in that story, everything in there, every like we said, every shot in that movie is a poster. Every yeah, scene Carpenter is did a good job, man. He really did. 
We're really breaking new ground on this episode. John Carpenter, good at movies. <laughs> <laughs> he did a good ass well, job on that movie, bro. Th- this brings it up more because well, th- this movie is is Halloween in France. Hey, in a way, you know, say what you uh, want about how Kevin McAllister treated uh, Harry and Marv, but he never mm. built an IED. <laughs> right, it's true. Jeez, on a train toy train, which was pretty sweet. Although. Was Santa Claus aiming that train at the suit of armor, or was he just like, like they they kind of were implying that, but then they weren't. No, I like know. I don't think that guy was smart enough. I for think that. I think again he was excited that a kid was playing with him and he was right. trying to play with the kid. Yeah, yeah, creepy. Yeah, there's a certain amount movie, of blech in this movie. I like him a lot more than, than Silent Night Deadly Night. All right, so this movie, <laughs> this movie, um, for me was disturbing. In ways that movies generally aren't mm. for me. Okay. Well, I don't get disturbed easily. And this was disturbing. There's yeah. something they talk about with horror directors, especially, you know, the, the, the greats, right? If you're watching an Alfred Hitchcock picture, you can kind of trust that he's going to bring you to the line, but that's where it's going to stop because he respects you as an audience. He understands your values. When you start mm-hmm. watching movies from other countries mm-hmm. and you know lesser known and more kind of daring filmmakers, they may not take you over that line, but they're going to hit that line a lot faster to where you think, oh, God, like how far is this movie going to go? <laughs> like jamming a pie knife in the dog's neck. And yeah. sometimes they <laughs> might go over the line. And this movie really does have moments that are going to make you feel that like, ooh, feeling. Like, do I trust yeah. this guy not to get gross? And no, I don't no, know that you should trust this was, guy not to get. That's gross. exactly that's he, he why was playing that shit. That's how perfect. I felt. It's not not just the character, but the director. Right. Like he's like, can I trust this director to not go there? And right. it's like, I don't know if I can. You can't because he, he just killed a fucking dog. Well, yeah. not even that. Like the opening montage, he's showing you the glistening, sweaty muscles of a nine year old. <laughs> that too. <laughs> like I'm like, where is this movie going, and why am I watching it? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, so, George, tell me, are you a Bonnie Tyler fan? Bonnie Tyler. Total Eclipse of the Heart? Is this another uh, guitar? Um, (laughs) I know that song. No, I'm not a Bonnie Tyler fan. So that is the lady who sings the Merry Christmas song that is Mm. like a music video Uh, contained within this movie? Yeah. And let me tell you, Happy Birthday Christmas might be my favorite line in the movie uh, because what? Yeah. What? See, I didn't even think to write that down, but I did think to write down the Credence Clearwater song, the Midnight Special. Yeah, yeah. Because that's reference to something we're gonna be watching in a couple weeks. Dan, did you did you notice that in our in our group chat that you said Merry or Happy Birthday Christmas, <laughs> and then about like a half an hour later, I liked it. Yes. <laughs> That was when it was playing on the TV. Hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know if you would have. I wasn't going to belabor it. I just threw it out there because I love that line. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, And the music from that song, Merry Christmas, toward the end when it gets kind of instrumental and kind of twinkly, it's in Mm -hmm. the same key as the song Still Alive from Portal, the video game, which if you haven't played Portal, you don't know what I'm talking about, but it it was a really popular pop culture nerd moment for like, Six weeks in like 2003. 
and uh, people. <laughs> there's conventions for it. No, they sold millions of copies of that game, and everybody was into it for like five seconds. It made it into Rock Band. You can play the Still Alive song in Rock Band. Uh, like, you know Comic Con, right? Yeah. yeah, that song. Those five people, they don't go to Comic Con. They go to Portal. They go Con. to yeah, no, yeah, they go to <laughs> like Meta yeah. Comic Con. Where are my nerds at? Put these guys <laughs> in their place. It's only uh, still yeah, alive. Portal the Portal, Portal song. The Wawa. <laughs> same key, same uh, same kind of vibe. So it just it gives you like a still alive vibe. It's weird. Sure, doesn't belong in this movie. But it's fun. There's a lot that doesn't belong in this movie. Yeah, but yeah, kind of why yeah. it works because it doesn't work. Like it right. is such an odd attempt to make a movie for I don't know who uh, with parts that do not fit together but yet there's some real shit in this movie that's worth seeing at least once I don't know if this is a buy for me like I don't know if this is one that I can say hey everybody go buy this movie like it's not New York Ninja right this one's got a bit more like hesitance in that uh, but Dude, it's worth a stream. I got news for you. New York Ninja Ninja's not a buy either. <laughs> hey, apparently, hey. people are paying forty bucks for it. My copy just I, showed up, guys. I'm super we excited. Should, we should make a movie. <laughs> people are going to pay forty bucks for it. <laughs> Shit. Let's let's remake Deadly Games <laughs> with with everybody from Clerks. <laughs> I'm not yeah, even supposed to be Santa today. we'll call it butt work (laughs) (laughs) so a couple of shots from the movie that I wanted to point out to George see if these ring any bells I don't know how I don't know how visually attached to Home Alone you are I watch it like three times a year because I have kids wait before you get into this can we can we explain uh, can you explain to me one of the biggest holes in the movie I, I give it a shot okay it's a friggin mansion right this this it's so it's big a castle that they ha- they had to build a model of it. Yeah, all to show of the, the sh- all of the shots <laughs> yeah. of the model of yeah. the house. Yeah, it's so bad. No, I mean they're presenting this model as if it's the house, house kind of right. like in a in a like a Star Wars fashion. How like yeah, all of the things scale were model. models. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could definitely tell it was a model. Yes. It wasn't lit correctly. You could tell it was it was so a scale model. It is also, a real. It's a real chateau. It's a real castle. Like because it's right. It's France. They have castles. Uh, yes. But yeah. they could not afford the helicopter to do the aerial shots. So the purpose gotcha. of the yeah. model was just to give you an aerial shot of a building that does actually exist. So okay. so from what I noticed from the the exteriors, was the chimneys in this house are at least 100 feet tall. <laughs> mm. What chimney did he come down? <laughs> he needed a big, long rope. The main, yeah, I'm the like, main one. I'm like, first of all, he sh- he's not going to come through a chimney. He's a, he's a, he's a, no, he's he, a child well, molester. He well, I think, there is, <laughs> I think they're trying to play, play up the fact that he wants to actually be Santa. You know, there's like some... There's some ambition there that he's actually going yeah. to somehow usurp he's doing the, the throne work. of Santa. Uh, the shot of him, like misty-eyed, painted mm. up like Santa sitting in that rocking chair, like it was great. I love it. It's so good, but like, ugh, it's so gross. Like he's he's it really affected as an actor. To get some snow paint. No, <laughs> don't. Uh, yeah. Yikes. He, he was definitely good. I liked him. I liked him a lot. I just didn't like some of the things towards the end, but uh, I like this a lot more than some other things. 
So, George, a couple of shots. I talked about it earlier. The delivery van pulls up in like a really aggressive fashion toward the house. And it's shot yeah. very similar to how that uh, Nero's pizza. The pizza guy. Yeah, the pizza guy up. hits the, hits the, the mm. statue every time. And yes. then later yep. they have the parents drive in the same kind of shot. And it's just like, wow, that's, yep. that's a weird shot to borrow for a movie or a coincidence. But like, yeah. it's weird. They also borrowed heavily from The Shining. Oh God! The, yeah, the art gallery yep. shots yeah. were so There's shining. A lot of shining. In this oh, movie. I was thinking the uh, the field, the uh, the, the field of Christmas field, tree. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like a it's a it's a hedge maze. Yeah, so cool. This is a good yeah, movie. I don't know if it's a good movie. This is a fun movie to watch once with your friends. I wouldn't watch it alone. I'd probably watch this with a group of people. <laughs> yeah, you don't know wallow and watch this. This is a mystery science theater type movie. Yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. would definitely, definitely be fun. Definitely watch it with a friend that's got a good nine. sense of humor. And This is a drinking game movie. Like, every time A, B, or C happens. Yeah, like, do, this. Yeah. do you guys you guys watch Community at all? I know it's come up before. I've seen a couple of I've seen they, it. In the, in the show, they all get together and they watch this movie, Kick Puncher. Hmm. Are you familiar? It's a real this, movie? No. Oh, okay. The superhero in this movie... Um, has punches that are the strength of kicks. Okay. Okay. So it's it's a good movie. Anyways, they get together and they watch this this bad movie and they make fun of it the whole time. And right. this is like a thing that they do in the show. Do that with this. Yes. Or New York Ninja. Great. Great. That actually is how you Ninja. should watch New York Ninja as well. Yeah. yeah. Drunken with friends. Yes. yes. Definitely. I I didn't watch this movie as the movie we were watching. I watched this as we were going to reference it when talking about Home Alone. Yeah. Or we were going to reference Home Alone while talking about this. So I, I understand that our we're going way off of our uh, agenda or our syllabus Yeah, when watching a movie like this, but it at least makes sense when we're referencing a movie that's so mainstream like Home Alone. Because when I watched this movie, it came up as 1990. It didn't come up as 89. So on Shutter, it came up as it was a 1990 movie. I think so it played Can. Am I supposed to say Con? I feel like I'm supposed to say Con. It played Can. It played Cans. Uh, can is. It played at the Can is. Uh, can is. <laughs> in 1989, and then it had a an official release in 1990 in France. Okay. But the the background rumor mill says that basically it played at Can, played at Con. Uh, an American producer was like, hey, we're going to remake your movie. Is that cool? And he was like, eh, we'll talk about it. And then before he got that deal done, mysteriously, this movie popped up called Home Alone that made all the money and then mm. nobody wanted to remake his movie anymore. Mm. Which Fair is the play. danger of a film festival, right? Yeah. Yeah, people take your ideas. Because, I mean, you know. Uh, I made a movie called 12 Fanboy. <laughs> and I made a movie called 11 Monkeys. <laughs> He's the wheeze. A <laughs> uh, couple of other shots that you might have noticed, George. Uh, now, more of a Home Alone 2 vibe, but the Duncan's toy yeah. chest uh, store in Home Alone 2, very <laughs> similar to the toy, the toy store in uh, Deadly Games. <laughs> Travis is still laughing. I let me let him catch up. 
<laughs> he actually quit Eleven laughing monkeys. a while ago, but then he went back in time, wow. and now this Shoot. is him. Yeah. Are you back with us? Yeah, I'm slobbered. Hold okay, on. something Hold about on. a toy store. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Duncan's <sighs> Toy Chest, the main toy store that features heavily mm-hmm. in Home Alone 2. Uh, very similar to the toy store that is run by the mother here. Interesting that he right. has a direct uh, relationship with Duncan in Home okay. Alone 2, and he has his mother in this one. Kind of an interesting thing. Um, okay. I still don't get, why are the McAllisters going to France of all places? I can only think of one reason, but it seems pretty cynical. What is the reason? Because this movie is French, and they're ripping off a they're, French movie, so they're like, they're hey, They're going France. there to steal the movie. He's oh. like, I wasn't sure if you were like making a connection where like, uh, French Mr. Fries. McAllister's brother is Santa. No. Like a family no, no, no. connection there, or the kid is related to them. And uh, one thing that's interesting with the progression of this Santa character in this movie is he goes from a brown beard to a white beard, which happens mm-hmm. to Marv, the bearded bad guy in home alone 2 but also his face degrades as he fights like he gets kind of beat up like a video game boss Mm -hmm. again this movie also we should probably point out is kind of structured like a a video game Mm -hmm. and we didn't really talk about that but we should have uh because it's like a boss battle right and as he goes he he starts to like his face gets all torn up and if you look at a picture of torn up face santa versus torn up face at the end of home alone one marv yeah very similar yeah Uh, uh my Brings me to my biggest problem. Why the hell, every time he made these traps, like when he set them on fire, the two traps that were one after another, he he poured the gasoline on the ground mm-hmm. and then had the dart with the the Rambo dart with mm-hmm. the the flames. Nothing came of that. That bothered me. Like they, I was expecting him to go up in the flames. I was going to see him burn. Like it didn't pay off. No. And then the I think the thing right after that didn't pay off either. The only thing that paid off was the when they shot him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think part yeah. of it is probably that they don't want the kid to actually murder a guy. Well, he could have a Jason moment where he has like a cool thirty second burn, and then we get to see a really cool looking Santa later on, for like a Freddy type uh, Santa yeah. would have been kind of sweet. I don't know. It just seemed to me like that was a trap that was kind of a waste. The makeup was really bad. On Santa. I don't know. It started out good. Yeah, I don't know what and then those bumps on his face was. As uh, they, like, I guess as they continued to shoot this movie, they, like, there wasn't great consistency with the makeup. Right. And. Well, he had the one head injury from the windshield that he broke with his head. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, his cheeks, like, his cheekbones. Right. Like, there was all kinds of, you know, I guess they were trying to, like, make it, it like look schmutz. like... It was schmutz on his They were cheeks. trying to make it look like it was fresh, and then it was, like, scabbed, and right. then it was, like... You know what I mean? Like... It looked like seal. It was over the course of, you know, two hours or whatever, right. how it would look, but it wasn't done well. It didn't look good at all. Yeah. And then that whole... The whole guilty thing kind of gets played over. Guilty? Like they, yeah, where the mom tells him, if you try to see him, he'll turn into an angry ogre. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then... And then at the end, he's kind of having that flashback of her saying that. Yeah. But it kind of gets lost. I don't know. I know what they were trying to do, but again, a good filmmaker would have really hammered that. Well, and you know, the French existentialism moment at the beginning where he's like, I don't know if I believe in Santa Claus or Mm -hmm. anything in history. How can I know that? You know, it's just like, damn, France. Like, like, is this a kid's movie? (laughs) But you haven't seen the dog part yet, so you still think it's a kid's movie. So Yeah. (laughs) Man, I I literally wrote holy shit. 
<laughs> it's I couldn't couldn't believe it. I kind of wish we hadn't talked about it so much because it is a good it's a horrible surprise, but it is a very effective like punch in the face moment. Maybe we'll cut this into two parts. And well, then... I was going to say you Dan and Post can come in and just say j- just to let you know we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Yeah. Uh if you want to go see it. Please turn it off. We should do this episode as a regular episode, but then also cut out all the parts where we're talking about the dog and just make that like a 10-minute sh- short episode <laughs> just about the dog. Right. You've seen it. Would be fantastic. In tribute to the dog. <laughs> fantastic. Yes, in tribute to the dog, whatever his name is. Is he credited? I didn't even look. What, the dog? Yeah, do they credit animals or no? They would in America, but, you know. I want to see in the credits if it says no R. Animals were harmed in filming of this movie because I'm going to scroll bullshit on that. That yeah. dog got kicked like four times. <laughs> and emotionally scarred. And he swung him around. Like, I was like, before he stabbed him, I was like, holy shit, that dog is going to die. And then he did. <sighs> Yikes. <laughs> that was a very convincing dead dog moment, though. But also oh, yeah. very like carrying your dead buddy through the jungle Rambo moment, right? Like. There's a reason yeah. he wasn't just like wrapped up in a bag and dragged down the hallway. They were going for something, but they wanted that tongue hanging. Out. Was it in good a, taste? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it was a Lieutenant Dan moment. So, uh, what an odd movie! A strange, <laughs> odd movie. Uh, I do like the shot, the like extended Dario Argento panning shot of him pulling the trip wire through mm. the trap. That felt very mm. inspired for a moment. Yeah. Again. Right out of Predator. And not a lot of uh, pillow feathers coming out of that mm. trap. That was a little meaner. Yeah. And the darts. I was like, holy yeah, shit. dude, how did he <laughs> live through that? That was the other that. one didn't pay off. It was yeah. like, he's like, he just took three, what, six darts to the neck, and then <laughs> and then they show him just walking. Like, yeah. I want that shit to pay how off. How did he not die? I want him to have Jason moments where we're like seeing the hatchet, you know, go into his head. Yeah. And like, all that shit. If you're going to do it, do it. You did it to the dog. Yeah. Do it to Santa. I I thought that too. It didn't know, it didn't pay off. None of those cool like, traps. I'm like, paid what off. did he do? Did he pull it out of his neck? Did he leave it in there? Did it, what? Like at least in Nightmare on Elm Street, you get the payoff of that that sledgehammer hitting him in the gut, and you get to see him get yeah. thrown in the flame. Like he gets burned yeah. from the from the you know the cocktail she throws on him. Like this is like he just took six darts to the neck and he's fine, and then. He gets blown up in the basement with gasoline. No, we're not going to show him burn. Like, I was just like, where are all the payoffs? You waited this whole time. I watched this kid basically create all these traps, and none of them gave me anything. Well, that's the same thing that happens in Home Alone, only in that case you get little payoffs, but it's still not enough to kill any of the guys. So Yeah, but I think every trap pays off pretty good, because they show it. They show the nail go in his foot. They Ooh. show that every paint can hit. Every phase, they show the spider. They show I. They show it all. I, I have to disagree with you, Dan. On which I thing? feel like every booby trap in Home Alone paid off. Yeah, but it never kills the guy, right? Like you get right. the no, never, impact. No, never, never That's kills the guy. Guardian angels, right? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> That's right. Right. No, but each one of those traps, I feel like when it happened, it. I I didn't expect it. He wasn't trying to kill the guys. He was trying to make the guys give up and go away. Right. But his <laughs> traps know? were more freaking fatal <laughs> yeah. than the ones in this movie. 
What you think so? Oh my god! Darts to the neck versus paint can to the face, man. Jeez. I mean, please. paint can to the face, yeah, but like. You know, you can duck out of the way. The or fire, do, dude. You know. Kevin so much put fire. a fucking iron thirty yeah. feet in the air, <laughs> <laughs> and true. then made the cord the light switch. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, that thing came down full speed. That should have went through half of his face. That's brilliant, bro. <laughs> so brilliant. painful. Are you thirsty for more? Like, ugh. You know what I loved? I'm gonna go and watch it. The little thing that I forgot about in Home Alone that I that I remembered when uh what are the, the two guys' names? It's Marv. Harry and Marv. Uh, so which one's the Harry's the Harry's tall one, right? Joe Pesci. Okay. So Marv is the big guy. Marv is the, the tall, tall one. Guy. Okay. Um when he comes into the basement and steps on the nail, mm. right? And then I, I, a lot of things happen and before he steps he gets on the nail. And feathered. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then, when he, and then he leaves. He goes out the door, and in my mind, I was like, "Oh, I remember this." Like he goes out the door. They wait a sec, and then he falls on his ass because of the ice, ice that he forgot right. about. So good, yeah, so good. Well, it's the same thing with the, the like, like talk about a a gag paying off. Like they <laughs> paid off that ice, and I I didn't think that that um that Harry's ice falls were as good. No, right. but his, the they were very his, they were very slapstick. The burning you know? of his hand and then the burning of his head in the toilet. Yeah, like <laughs> toilet is two. It's a blowtorch yeah, on two. a door frame it's, in the first one. Oh, that's it's right, blow the toilet. But yeah. the hand after, is straight out of Indiana Jones, which is fun. yes, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So George, we've covered a lot of Deadly Games, which. I think we can all agree. People listening to this who haven't seen it need to check it out one way or another at least once. Because what the fuck is this movie? But also, like, it's pretty fun, kind of. Yeah, I think everyone should be as disturbed as me at some point. It's like Full at, Metal Jacket. There's two movies here. There's before he kills the fucking dog, <laughs> and then after, <laughs> and then after he kills the dog. It's two different movies. Yeah. It's like Full Metal Jacket training camp, or you know, boot camp, and then when they go to Vietnam. Yeah, it's <laughs> two different movies. So I think what we'll do here is. Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about what we have so far. And then I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a cliffhanger and make you come back on Friday for a special in-between episode where we'll talk about uh, a little bit extra influence on Home Alone and another French movie. So we have Deadly Games, George. Uh, We have a menacing bearded villain, right? Uh, We've got Marv Mm -hmm. with a painted beard and no Harry. Mm -hmm. We've got a resilient kid making a couple of traps. But what mm-hmm. are we missing? What isn't in Deadly Games that is in Home Alone? Family. A father. Well, you've got the mom. Well, okay, so here's a question for you. You bring up the, the father. Uh, notice in Comedy. Home Alone. Comedy, yeah. Comedy's missing. Notice in Home Alone that the mom is the one who's actually doing all the work to get home. And the dad's just kind of doot, 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 doot. Right? Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the mom that's is. because he's an the, organized crime. Well, yeah, it could be. <laughs> he doesn't want to go home. Waiting for his handler to come back. <laughs> right. So, uh, you could argue, I think I could make a decent argument that the heavy involvement of his mother in Home Alone could be tied to the heavy, you know, desperation of his mother to get home 
in the storm in Deadly Games. Whereas the dad's gone in Home Alone, the dad's just kind of plugging along without any kind of urgency, um, which doesn't really affect when he gets home. That's kind of a weird choice, but maybe it might be a statement on faith, right? Like sometimes things just work out even if you don't work so hard. I don't know. Is that yeah, because she went through all that shit and they both showed up at the house at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) If she just kept the faith, man, they would have gotten home just fine. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, but then you wouldn't get John Candy. But you wouldn't get John Candy, and we all, we all want a piece of that John Candy. That or tribe. Elvis in the airport. <laughs> I appreciated John Candy. I miss the so, hell out of him. I know, man. Gone too soon. So, uh, what I want to do, I want to give you a little bit of tease of things that you might find in this next movie. Uh, you might find the old man. Who okay. shovels uh, dead bodies into salted barrels and then actually turns out to be a pretty nice dude. Okay. You might find uh, why the parents are gone and why the parents make it home by the end of the movie. You might find why they end up in Home Alone 2 having him miss his flight and end up flying to New York instead. Okay. Uh, you might also find an ogre, uh, eating fucking children. So <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, do, do you think it's Jack. weird? Jack was his name. Holy shit. Sorry. Go ahead. Ogre do you think it's weird children. at the end of home alone? It's kind of a, it's an odd escalation. To go from like, oh, we hate this kid, to like, I'm going to eat his fingers, Mm. right? Like, I'm going to bite this kid's fingers off. We've been bashing each other around, ha, ha, ha. Now I'm going to bite your fingers off individually. Well, doesn't Harry bite Kevin's fingers in the original? He starts to. That's what I'm saying. Harry, at the end of the movie, he threatens. Why does he do that? Where does that come from? What is in the author's head when he's writing this Mm. movie? I'm assuming another French movie. There might be a there might be a, an ogre that likes to eat children. Uh, did you notice we didn't have a lot of fire um, traps in Deadly Games? There's the one, and it's not it doesn't resemble anything that happens at Home Alone. No. So where do those fire traps come from? And the paint I, cans. Where do the paint cans come from? I guess I'm gonna find out. You might have to come back on Friday, and we'll talk some more French cinema. Hmm. Are you guys excited? What's the what's the movie called? The name of the movie that we'll be talking about in our next segment. Do I have to do I have to get another free trial to another <laughs> stream? Unfortunately, this one is only available on Amazon Prime, and I'm not 100 percent sure that whoever put it on Amazon Prime is actually the the rights holder because it looks like somebody just ripped their VHS tape and put it on Prime. Oh wow! Uh, so you may just want to wait till after the episode to decide if it's worth your five bucks, but. It is a movie called Here Comes Santa Claus, although nowadays on the digital services, it's actually called I Believe in Santa Claus. Uh, on IMDb, it's referred to as Je rencontre le Pierre Noël, um, which I, for you to say. I assume <laughs> is Bless either you. Here Comes Santa Claus or I Believe in Santa Claus, but I don't speak any or French. Or my so. on the kitchen. Yeah. So if you want to do a little research between now and Friday, listeners... Uh, feel free to jump in. It's a, I mean, we just talked about Deadly Games, which is a weird movie. 
this movie, I believe in Santa Claus may be weirder. Mm. Uh, by the time Santa Claus is in Africa performing a counterterrorism operation with a uh, <laughs> fairy princess. You've got to be kidding me. Um, is the beginning of Scrooge? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> George is like, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> so, the weird movie. so here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, there are times in that movie where even my, it's a kid's movie. My kids would be like, uh, Dad, why are the <laughs> rebels mad at their own government? And are they the bad guys? And I honestly have to say, I don't know. I don't know what their government policies are. Shut up and watch the Ewoks. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, if that's not a good enough sales pitch to watch this movie, I guess I'll just see a Friday and try again. But guys, I believe in Santa Claus on Amazon Prime. Uh, It's listed as, on the Prime listing as 1950. It's from 1984. I don't know why the Prime listing is wrong. But check it out on IMDb. Uh, That that way with Hellraiser too? It was like like 23 or something? You know. That and Nosferatu? So... Check out I Believe in Santa Claus or come back on Friday and listen to us talk about this fucking weird movie and see if you want to spend five bucks on uh, Prime or do like I did a couple years ago and grab the VHS tape on eBay. What's up? Uh, We'll see you back here on Friday. Wolf. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedial film pod. You can discuss the show in our group facebook.com slash groups slash remedial film pod you can find us on twitter and instagram at remedial film pod and of course you can still email us like it's 1996 remedial film pod at gmail.com we'll see you here back on friday for i believe in santa claus the i'm gonna say amazon prime pick of the year guys don't sleep on this weird fucking french movie all right we'll see you back here on friday thank you so much <laughs>